And the text that does call for our attention is that reading from Romans chapter 6, where it says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word baptized is, of course, precious to those of us who are proud enough to call ourselves the baptized children of God. But what does that word, baptized, really mean? Well, most often, in the original language of the New Testament, this word was used to refer to something being immersed into water in order to be cleansed. However, it's also used at other times to speak of any kind of cleansing with water, where complete immersion was not necessary. It's used once in the scriptures to speak about Jesus washing his hands. And in another place, it's used to talk about cleansing some furniture. Therefore, the church has always recognized that though immersion in a moving body of water was sort of the normal means of baptizing, any application of water, when combined with God's word, is a valid baptism. There is, in fact, a document that comes to us from the very first century of Christianity, which basically served as a manual to tell people how to conduct church in all the different locations. That document is called the Didache. And in it, it says this in regards to baptism. It says, Baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in living water. That is, in running water as in a river. If there is no living water, baptize in other water. And if you're not able to use cold water, use warm. And if you have neither, well then pour water three times upon the head in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's that last option that you and I are most familiar with because we do most of our baptisms indoors for convenience and also because the climate does not always allow baptizing in running water outdoors. After all, up here, those running waters tend to stop running at a particular point in the year. But we should not miss the fact that the church has always taught that immersion into living water gives us the best picture of what God is doing in baptism. While any method of baptism rightly shows us that sin is being cleansed off of us, it is only immersion that gives our eyes a clear visualization of the two things that the Spirit tells us in Romans 6 that occur in baptism. For there we are told that in baptism, a drowning occurs. But unlike almost all other drownings, which are unquestionably bad news, this drowning is good news. For the thing that is drowned is that old sinful self with which we were born into this world. And before baptism, it's all we had was that old sinful self. It was set against God and it sought to manifest that enmity with God by sinning often. That sinful self was a wild beast of a man 
and it needed to be killed if we were to be saved. And the good news in Romans 6 is this. It was killed. It was drowned in your baptism. Thanks be to God. And when you see a baptism that is conducted by immersion, your eyes get to see this. As the baptized goes underneath the waters, you are reminded that there is a drowning happening, that the old sinful self is being killed graciously and decisively by our God. But of course, a baptism by immersion does not end with simply placing one underneath the water. Thankfully so. That would be quite tragic. Now, after that person has been immersed in water, they're brought back up through the surface of the water. Sometimes when there is a baptism by immersion, you can almost hear an audible gasp in the person that is coming up from the water. And that part of baptism is meant to remind us that the breath of the Holy Spirit is breathed in as new life is given in baptism. A new self comes forward in baptism, Romans says. A new self that's no longer estranged from God, but is reconciled to God. A new self that's no longer enslaved to sin, but rather is free to serve God and neighbor. A new self that walks already now in newness of life, even as it awaits that final life that it will have forever with God. That is what the eyes see at the end of a baptism where immersion is used. And it's what occurs in every baptism, regardless of the method. And then what happens in baptism that once, that drowning and that rising, well, we're blessed also to return to daily. That's what Luther tells us to do when he answers this fourth question in his catechism on baptism. What does such baptizing with water indicate? Well, he says it shows that through daily contrition and repentance, that old sinful self and its desires remain drowned, buried in the waters of baptism. He says that daily as we receive the forgiveness of Christ, that new man emerges, that new man given in baptism. It arises in order to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Yes, God did everything for us in our baptism. He killed that old sinful self, and he removed all the sin that the old sinful self delighted in. And then he rose up a new man that delights in God and his ways. And he gives to you a chance every day to delight in these truths. For every time you are sorry for your sins and you repent to God over them, you have a chance to delight again that you are talking to the God who drowns the old sinful self in baptism. And every time you set out to live as a forgiven child of God, every time you set out to try to live before God in righteousness and purity, well, you get to delight in the God who in holy baptism raised up in you a new man in order that you might live that life that you seek to live. You get to delight daily that through baptism you have been connected both to Christ's death and to his resurrection. And ultimately, it doesn't matter how you were baptized. For whether you were baptized 
by being immersed underneath living water, whether the water was warm or the water was cold, whether the water was simply poured over you as God's triune name was spoken, these things that we have talked about tonight happened regardless. Even if the water used in your baptism didn't seem sufficient for a drowning, a drowning occurred. The old sinful self was killed. And even if it was hard to notice on the day of your baptism when you sort of came back up out of the water, well, a new man did come forth. And that means that today and every day, you get to do as the Spirit tells us to do in Romans 6. You get to consider yourself graciously to be dead to sin, but alive to Christ Jesus. Amen.